Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man, where we like to talk about whatever we feel like, which is mostly movies and sports. Today, we're going to be talking about football. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. All right. So, football. 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 So, I think today we're talking about the professional footballing leagues. So, we should probably start by uh, letting the people know who we watch in the football arena. Okay. So, as stated in our Boozball episode, I'm a Dallasite, and so I follow all the Dallas teams, and so I'm a supporter. Well, not I wouldn't say a supporter, but I'm a, a viewer <laughs> of, of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, who uh, have unfortunately not been very good for forever <laughs> since the <laughs> 90s, <sighs> sadly. That is my NFL football team of choice. And the fat man is a fan of the Cleveland Browns. Optimistic every year. This is our year. I was actually optimistic going into this year uh, with the going, or I guess last year, since we're covering last, since it's 2020 now. um, So covering 2019, I was optimistic about the Cowboys going into that season and uh, just had our hopes dashed like no business. Simply, uh, we paid a whole lot of money for a team that had a mediocre performance. <laughs> we we lost against people we should have beat. We beat people we should have lost against. And we lost against people we should have lost against. <laughs> that was the Cowboys year in a nutshell, unfortunately. How'd the Browns do? Definitely not as well as they, anyone would have expected. Because on paper, honestly... They probably have one of the best offenses out there. Two big wide receivers in Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Two good running backs in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, who in his rookie year had a really good rookie year, and that was Baker Mayfield. He actually broke the record for passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback with 27. I want to say it was Peyton Manning record. I think that's right. And we had really a top-notch defensive end in Miles Garrett, who hails from our favorite college school. Uh, Texas A&M. Yep. He was looking to be Defensive Player of the Year before his incident. <laughs> before Football Helmet Gate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> call it before I got beat up by a bunch of people and then hit a guy with a football helmet, so everything's my fault. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, I can't, I don't have another word. It's darkly hilarious listening to the sportscasters go on, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in football that I've ever seen in my life. When you compare this to seven years ago when that guy hit the other guy helmet to helmet with a helmet and then stomped on him and jumped on him and kicked him in the face. This is so much worse than that. And then you watch the, the video and you're like, no, no, this is definitely not worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that we've had people that have played in the NFL that have been accused of murder, that have been accused of rape, <laughs> you know, that yeah, have, yeah. when I say accused of murder, I mean, like, we're like 90% sure yeah. they actually killed somebody. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know OJ did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even talk about OJ. There were other people. I know. People who still played. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, OJ did it long after his years. <laughs> juice and a whole slew of other things but this this was the worst thing possible and again i think it goes back to that whole thing of quarterbacks being untouchable yeah which was hilarious because it wasn't even like it was against pittsburgh and it wasn't like it was against ben roethlisberger right it was against his backup (laughs) yeah and then 
his suspension was like unlimited or something like that. Did they ever come down to how, when he's coming back? Yeah, he, he'll start this season. Okay, good. But they suspended him for the rest of the season at that point, which is like four or five games or whatever. Which was, I think, uh, twice or three times as many games as the guy who beat the other guy down with the helmet and then stomped on him got like five years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Football <laughs> helmet gate. <laughs> Those are the highlights of the Brown year last year, which is sad to say because there were definitely teams that we could have and should have beaten big teams, you know, like Seattle. We should have beaten Seattle. We should have beaten the Rams, the LA Rams. We should have really, or at least made a much more of a game of it than we did, beaten the New England Patriots, yeah. which uh, may not have said much last year. But <laughs> yeah, they did have a very good year. <laughs> Point still valid. It's probably their worst year in a long time, I think. So that brings us around to some interesting news. Tom Brady has a new home. Yep. He's no longer a New England Patriot. It's surprising. It's not surprising. It, it, what's surprising is that he didn't retire. Yeah. Yeah. He decided to keep playing. Right. And that because he's still playing, that he's not playing with New England. And so he goes to where? Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I say that with that tone because I have gone to the Tampa Bay Stadium to watch three football games, two preseason and one regular season game there. And in all three, the stadium was still half and half, half Bucks fans, half the other team. And it, in none of those cases were the games sold out. I thought you were going to say uh, half and half, like half Bucks fans, half empty. <laughs> <laughs> Half nobody in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, it was just really interesting that he chose there because if you're going to go to a Florida team, I mean, at least the Jags had some life in them. And even the Dolphins, there's at least a history behind the Dolphins. You know, if you're going to go out, you could say you went out like Dan Marino, you know, you, you left as a Dolphin. Yeah. No, he went to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, you never know. They may win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> You know what? If Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl next year, I'll eat a whole pie. How is that a punishment? Yeah, you always think you'd make this <laughs> worth a bet. You'd have to put a Cleveland Brown sticker on your truck for a year. Hmm. Okay. And if the Tampa Bay Bucks don't win? <laughs> well, see, I'm not Super crazy Bowl? enough to take this bet. You are. So this, is, this is up and down for you, buddy. <laughs> okay, well, if we find somebody who wants to bet me, <laughs> I'll eat a whole pie and put a sticker on my truck. <laughs> You could just eat a pie. Why is that a bet? <laughs> it's just a bet, Bruce. Just, just, that, just. It doesn't just make any it. sense. Just, just, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> to who? Perfect sense to me, obviously. <laughs> That's not really, you know, uh, a big selling point here. I mean, I think it's a big selling point. Well, look, we'll even record it. We'll put it on the uh, the Patreon. Watch me eat a whole pie <laughs> over the course of five days. <laughs> it's just going to be like the ending to the first Avengers movie. You know? Yeah. Sure, but... <laughs> Ten minutes of you just quietly eating a pie. <laughs> hey, give the people what they want. <laughs> what people? Nobody wants that. <laughs> I do. I'm people, sort of. <laughs> See if I can confirm this because I think we got some news that because I think we got some baseball news here that just came up. Baseball news. Yeah, so that's that's a good question. We could talk about the coronavirus affecting sports and what we think is going to happen. So coming from ESPN, 
Uh, sources, MLB and the Players Union focused on plan that could allow season to start as early as May in Arizona. So the broad strokes that I've gotten, I'm just going to keep skimming through this while I talk, is that what they're going to do is they're going to have all the teams, and I'm not kidding about this, all the teams play in Arizona, where many, if not most, major league teams do their spring training anyways. I was going to say, aren't they out there anyways? Most of them. <laughs> there's still a good chunk that spring train in Florida, but they're going to play regular season games either in the Arizona Diamondback Stadium or at their spring training facilities. They will play those games starting in May. They will be regular season games without fans in the stadium. Well, that'd be interesting. It'd be kind of a weird test of everybody having to play in the same ballpark. <laughs> There's a lot of people coming out thinking the coronavirus is going to be a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. So it's going to kind of tail off as we go into summer and then come back November, December next year, kind of a time frame for everybody who didn't get it during round one. And I think most of the models that I've heard about have put the like big city peaks, you know, I think San Francisco and New York are right now and New Orleans. And so the rest of the big northern cities are going to have their peaks in the next couple of weeks. From what I can tell, Texas cities are going to be like May, early May. But then we might be on the other side of this by June. So that's the question is, okay, baseball, that's a, that's an interesting proposition. Play every game in, in there. But what about basketball? Like what happens to basketball? It's just done. The players will probably get their contracted pay for the rest of the year. But I mean, the season's done. There won't be playoffs. There won't be championships. We're in April now, so obviously no uh, no March Madness. Basketball's done. And what's happening right now, and probably um, hockey too, and this is why MLB is trying to do this thing here in May, is because they're trying to save what they can of their season. Reading through this, there's some bolts and some interesting points that they're trying to negotiate with here, some of which are implementing an electronic strike zone to allow the plate umpire to maintain sufficient distance from the catcher and batter, mm. no mound visits from the catcher or pitching coach, Whoa. seven inning double headers, which with an earlier than expected start date would allow baseball to come closer to a full 162 game. So basically, many of the games that would be playing are seven inning games, double headers. Huh. Okay. Man, that's going to change the dynamic. <laughs> well, because technically by baseball rules, and this is one of the many reasons why new baseball teams go to dumps, is that if you play six and a half innings, or if you play through six innings, it's considered a full game. Hmm. So if it gets rained out after the sixth inning, you talk it up as to whoever is winning at that point wins, and that's it. Huh. Okay. So this would kind of, basically what you're saying is after seven innings, hey, rain, game's canceled. We'll start the next one. Regular use of on-field microphones by players as an added bonus for TV viewers. Players sitting in the empty stand six feet apart. The recommended social distancing space instead of in a dugout. Huh. Okay. You still got to tag a guy with a ball, though. <laughs> no, no. They're saying the guys that <laughs> the guys that are sitting in the dugout when play is going on instead of being in the dugout. Yeah, no, I'm no, I, and I'm and I'm I'm just thinking through like all the stuff that happens on a ball field, and there's some stuff that just has to be in close proximity. And that's the primary one is tagging a guy out. Yeah, but everything else is pretty separate, right? And then that's usually the only physical contact in baseball. And honestly, they've even tried to come down on a lot of that because there are rules now for trying to tag a guy out at home. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. So a couple of years ago, they kind of implemented this rule that the outfielder fielder has to throw the ball to the catcher in such a way that the path of the ball comes across the runner's path. So like say guys coming down third, you can't throw to the catcher along the the first base side of the plate and then have the catcher step in front of the runner. The ball has to naturally carry over in front of the base runner in order for the catcher to stand there. So wait, 
very confused. So let's say the guy, the first baseman gets the ball and throws it home because there's a guy on third and he's running home. So the catcher can't tag him? The catcher can, but the first baseman has to throw the ball towards the third base side of home plate. Oh, okay. He can't throw it to the near side and have the catcher step in front of the runner. Gotcha. The catcher has to be going to catch the ball crossing in front of the base runner. Okay, why did they do that? What difference does that make? Because of the physical contact stuff, you know, injuries and stuff like that. Okay. It's the one part of baseball that's actually physical, and they were trying to limit that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> the one time people come into heavy contact because they knock the ball out of the hand rule. Right. Those are some of the big highlights. And then more recently, WrestleMania happened, but without fans there. Yeah. It was televised. I heard it was free. Was it? Like free televised. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I haven't been watching TV, so I don't really know these things. But I think I saw an advertisement that said something like WrestleMania is free or something like that. Huh. And it's where, uh, kind of circling back around to football for a second, it's where Rob Gronkowski uh, made his debut in the WWE. Really? Yep. Gronkowski. I just, I love that name. <laughs> it's just a great name. But it's even better because you got a picture of him and you know that he's called Gronk. I mean, he looks like that. Like, that's all he says. Like, Hodor. You'd think that all he would say was Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> Professional wrestler. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, like, he's got to work on his acting. Go figure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shocking. <laughs> so we need you to be an entertainer. Gronk. Oh, okay. <laughs> so has there been any word on, like, what's going to happen to the college sports kids? Are they going to get, like, an extra year of eligibility or, like, what? Because, I, I mean, all that's a wash pretty much at this point. Yeah. I thought I did hear something like that. It's going to make it just all that more awkward, no matter what, though. It's kind of like everybody gets like a delay year because <laughs> you got all these kids coming out of high school, right? Who are probably going to be passed on. It's not like they're going to hold them in high school for another year. Yeah, that would make the most sense. It's still going to be awkward because then those guys will be playing against kids a year younger than them, mm-hmm. which people say, oh, it's not a big deal. Well, you know, like, say, once you're outside the realm of college sports, no, it's probably not as big of an ordeal, but in college it is. <laughs> it's going to delay all the high school kids coming up, being able to do their thing effectively. Mm-hmm. And so kind of what it does is it sort of it gives all the like mid-range folks who weren't picked up by the NBA or the NFL or whatever another year to play. It gives kind of like the low-range folks, and it has a potential to stall out the rookies coming on, uh, the red shirts. So I, I don't know. It's just gonna, I think it's going to be a strange dynamic for about a year. But I, I don't know. It might not be that bad. I have to think about it. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, so I really couldn't say one way or the other. But from what I understand, college sports kind of a big deal in that aspect. Again, a year difference is a pretty big difference. It's so funny, though, to see how ESPN's trying as hard as they can to build a full content. So, oh, they're trying to come up with something to do. <laughs> yeah. A couple of weeks ago, ESPN 2 turned into ESPN 8, the Ocho. The Ocho. And it showed <laughs> what you wouldn't consider sports, really, but they were sporting type events. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting, you know, like food eating contests. And then my personal favorite was the Belgian tram driving skill competition. Basically, it was it was an obstacle course of different types of little things to do that tram operators had to do to score points. It was represented by a bunch of European countries. Hmm. It was interesting. Like So like the first one was you're in an old tram car and you had to 
stop as close as you can to this cone. Another one, you so then you got out, got into a different tram, and your partner had to place a cutout of a pedestrian as close to the track, and the driver would have to come around the corner without touching the cutout. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, points for that. Having to stop in the third door back, opening on a particular spot, you know, stuff like that. It was interesting. Then there was like a one called the Stupid Robot fighting league <laughs> and what it was is you had like these marionette type robots that were like parked on these strings and guys battled each other's stuff you know whoever could knock off the most stuff won the fight nice <laughs> that that's where you see the impact where even espn's like we, we, we got nothing not a lot of sports ball happening folks not a lot of sports ball Oh, I did find Division One Council extends eligibility to student athletes impacted by COVID nineteen. So this is from the NCAA, their website. And the reason why I couldn't find it at first was because they made this decision back on March thirtieth, so like a week ago. Oh, okay. Schools provide spring sports, student athletes, an additional season of competition and extension of their period of eligibility. So it's not just basketball; it's all college sports. Oh, wow. That are considered spring sports. Okay, so not football. Not football, but almost everything else. Yep. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I assume soccer, volleyball. Hmm. I'd have to look into it as to what counts as a spring sport. Uh-huh. But that's good, I guess. You know, at least it doesn't screw anybody too hard. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. At least you don't have to, like, not do your final season because that would be kind of lame. Yeah. And so what was talked about yesterday and today with the NFL that they are planning on going ahead with the NFL draft in a, in a few weeks. I guess it's just going to be done electronically. I, I guess they're going to televise it. I, I don't really know how that's going to work, but they're going to limit the number of people in the building for wherever they hold the draft, and they're going to hold the draft. Yeah, it's going to be like one guy at a table there with like a light on him reading the card. <laughs> and uh, for the second uh, place, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, choose. <laughs> well, it's always Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell always announces who the player is and what team picked them and all that. Yeah, no, he's going to have the COVID, so he won't be uh, announcing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds almost like a wish or like you're planning something there, he'll be, Pat. <laughs> he'll be on a respirator. <sighs> You got some sort of opinion on Roger Goodell that I don't know about? Look, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, just saying (laughs) that I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I want to thank you for that brevity and that clarification all at the same time. (laughs) You're welcome. You're very welcome. (laughs) Yeah, well, whatever. Isn't the draft normally in New York? No, they move it every year. Oh, okay. The NFL draft, they move every year. I want to say it was like two years ago. It was in Nashville. I want to say it was in Cleveland last year. It ramped up because it was also, wasn't last year's year before that the All-Star game for baseball was in Cleveland. Like, oh, Cleveland's getting all these these big sports moments. Yeah. Maybe someday one of their teams will win something. (laughs) Well, in the last decade, they won the NBA championship. Oh, yeah. I guess the Cavs did win something. Okay. Yeah. Right. I just find this hilarious because I've been watching How I Met Your Mother lately, and the main character, Ted Mosby, is a Cleveland sports fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. Take that, Ted Mosby. <laughs> Wait a minute. That kid just said Ted Mosby. <laughs> Son of a Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, red versus blue. <laughs> yeah, actually, I heard that ESPN's content is getting so bad right now that they're actually going to start showing 
esports, like electronic sports or video games, <laughs> League of Legends, StarCraft. I mean, you got nothing else to show. Why not? There's no no way that they're gonna allow the audio from those those <laughs> things into the. It's all it's all gonna be the sportscasters talking because. <laughs> There's it's one of the time honored traditions of esporting is trash talk and saying terrible things about the other players' mothers. <laughs> we don't really want to broadcast that over live television. <laughs> Since you bring up sportscasters, do you know who Joe Buck is? No. So all I know about Joe Buck is that he's a sports announcer, usually does baseball for Fox Sports. Okay. And typically he's never had a favorable opinion about Cleveland sports in general. Go figure. But on one, because of COVID-19, he has put it out there that since there's such a lack of sports content out there that he's told fans to send him videos and he will comment on them like they're sporting events. <laughs> so can you guess what are the most types of videos that he gets? Uh, I'm assuming Cleveland doing well or something. No, 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 no. no. Nope. Okay. Backyard wrestling. Nope. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> they're home videos of a sort. <laughs> uh, Okay. I don't know if I want to guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead and tell it for our viewers. <laughs> home sex tapes. He's getting a lot of home sex tapes with requests for him to commentate on them. <laughs> Oh What's even better about all this, too, is that Joe Buck is so universally disliked as a sports commentator that they were making jokes about him on the NPR show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Wow. <laughs> so liberals who don't watch sports in general <laughs> know enough about him not to like him. Not to like him. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, Joe, can you comment on this? Okay, I'll click. Oh! <laughs> Why? Why? I'm bleeding out of my eyes now. Why? Oh, when you ask the internet a dumb question, you get a dumb response. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is so accurate. <laughs> the internet, a place where you can find somebody that will agree with you about everything. And a place you can find someone who will disagree with you about everything everything <laughs> we should need people actually no there's no actually on this <laughs> but i'm sure there's a place on twitter and or reddit and definitely on 4chan <laughs> you will find people i know nothing about 4chan yeah you don't want to <laughs> it'd be like imagine a combination of twitter and reddit in a much less readable fashion huh. minus 20 years nobody over the age of 18 <laughs> yeah it's it's it used to be the place where all memes came from it was the real um the real generator of all the stuff people did on the internet huh. but it, it was before really most of the social media if i remember it was before facebook it's kind of the myspace era well i could tell you this uh with reddit yeah. if you're ever feeling lonely you don't need any other site other than reddit okay <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, that's kind of the place I was, I mean, between it and Twitter, you can find somebody who's going to agree with you about everything. <laughs> I'm not sure you've uh, deciphered what I was trying to tell you there, Pat. Oh, no, I got it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to know more <laughs> or want to know more. I'm good. So what I'm trying to tell you <sighs> is... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> so we've been wearing uh, bandanas around work uh, whenever we're within six feet of other people uh, you have to wear a mask or a bandana 
So they got us all red bandanas. So every time I hear the uh, train go by, I'm like, it's time to rob something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it'd just be like that episode of Family Guy. <laughs> oh, nobody rides the train anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was first class with like 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, we're the robbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he took his like puncher thing and he broke it or tried to <laughs> no he tried to take it ah, i'll take this well well i i gotta pay for that but yeah that comes out of my salary oh oh well i i couldn't take it in good conscience <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody rides a train anymore <laughs> It's funny, like most of the trains that go by here are like supply trains, but every once in a while there's a passenger train. That was a uh, TRX or something like that? Goes from like the airport? And... No, 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 not that. Not not the light rail. Like this is like for real. I thought there was, it was like the TRX or whatever. It was like a real train that goes from like Fort Worth to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, but this isn't that train. The TRE. Yeah, that's it, TRE. With no Sunday service, which uh, makes it semi-worthless for a going to... Cowboys games. <laughs> it's like, thanks for destroying, you know, public transportation to Cowboys games. Right. Again, intentionally making it harder for your particular business to succeed. I just, to go to a Cowboys game, it's because uh, you got to drive all the way to Arlington and then find a place to park and then, you know, walk the two miles that it's, <laughs> you know, because you had to park way far away to go to seats that are in the nosebleeds that you paid a thousand dollars for it just there's just nothing good about it (laughs) i would much rather sit at home eat pizza and drink a beer and watch football than go to a game unless i had somehow a good parking spot in like club level seats or something but you know that ain't happening so yeah We do have a Patreon. If you go to patentthefatman.com, click on the Become a Patron link or go to Patreon, Patreon itself and search for Pat and the Fat Man. You can find us, become a fan or a big fan or a really big fan or a huge fan. We'd appreciate it. Uh, it helps offset the cost of uh, editing the podcast. All the money from Patreon goes to our lovely and talented editor who makes this podcast listenable, who we appreciate greatly. So that's it. Thanks, folks. Thanks, folks. This has been another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. Go Browns. It was literally 64 seconds of you laughing. You left it in, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to listen to that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I do. (laughs) Look, I laugh at myself laughing. Deal with it. (laughs)